0: KCSB-FM, Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Rios with KCSB News. This is a show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. Before we get into our show tonight, which features a conversation with Tara Jones, the coordinator of the African Diaspora Cultural Resource Center on campus, and Kabo Mosetse, an ADCRC peer mentor, I'd like to remind you that KCSB is in Fundrive. It's the one time a year when our listeners are invited to call in, pledge support to the work that we're doing here at KCSB. I first joined the news team in the spring quarter of 2022. I currently have a show on FM, and I'm a reporter and editor for the news section And my experience here has been absolutely amazing. It's opened up many opportunities for me as uh, both a journalist and as a programmer. And KCSB has also done a lot for the rest of the volunteers here at the station. So if you would like to support the station and keep community-powered radio alive, please consider making a donation of $25 for students in exchange for a gift or $50 for community members by calling... 805-893-2424, 805-893-2424, again that's 805-893-2424, or go online to donate at kcsb.org donate. We have only two days to go to reach our goal of $24,700. I recently sat down for an interview with Tara and Cabo to learn more about the ADCRC and its services and in this first segment, you'll hear about their roles at the center and the work they are doing.
1: Hi, I'm Tara Jones. I am an Academic Achievement Counselor III for the Educational Opportunity Program, and I'm also the coordinator of the African Diaspora Cultural Resource Center. And also a proud Gaucho alum. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, hi, uh, my name is Kabo Mesete. I'm a fourth year um, actuarial science major, French minor, I am one of the two ADCRC peer mentors and I'm also an international student.
0: So Tara, can you explain to me what the ADCRC is and what specifically it offers for students?
1: Sure. So ADCRC stands for African Diasporic Cultural Resource Centre. It's one of several cultural resource centres that is provided through the Educational Opportunity Program. Uh, to support the cultural services aspect of our program. The other side of our program is what happens in this room, uh, in the EOP Suite, located on the second floor of the Student Resource Building, and that is the holistic counseling that we offer to any undergraduate who schedules an appointment with us. But the ADCRC is essentially um, a physical space located on the first floor of the Student Resource Building Uh, As you have seen, it's designed with aesthetics to appeal to students who um, identify with the African diasporic cultures of the world here at UCSB. And um, it's a space where students can meet, um, can socialize, can study, they can reserve for programs, um, whether it's formal or informal. Um, it's also a place where we provide community hours, um, and most importantly, it's a place where we provide resources to students, um, academic resources to support their, um, retention, which is a part of EOP's goal, and also their matriculation into advanced degree or, um, career paths, um, and then also, uh, we provide cultural resources. Um, so through, through various collaborations with the Office of Black Student Development, the MCC, um, and other uh, programs on campus, we seek to provide a holistic experience for students so that they can learn more about the multicultural um, African diasporic societies that exist on campus. And then we also foster cultural awareness and opportunities for development.
0: So in the position that you hold here, what are some of your responsibilities?
1: I have many responsibilities. Uh, So as an Academic Achievement Counselor, I provide one-on-one and also group counseling to students uh, based on a wide range of uh, presenting issues that they may have. And so we apply a holistic approach, which means that if a student has one presenting issue Right. Oftentimes we understand that there are myriad issues that are interconnected with that one issue that may be affecting the student's um, experience at UCSB and also often their academic performance. And so what we mean by holistic is any domain of life, if it's financial, if it's personal, if it's interpersonal, if it's cultural. Um, if it's based on gender, sexuality, identity. um, Students can talk to us, they can schedule an appointment either through Shoreline um, or through the QR codes that are available in our Cultural Resource Center on our board. And um, we can meet with them virtually, by telephone, or in person. And um, what we do essentially is listen to them, and then we do our best to triage their concerns. So oftentimes we'll put together a plan of action that will connect students to information, uh, people, vital resources that they need to address. Their needs in the various areas um, where, where they exist. And in that way, um, we help to reduce student stressors so that they can be informed and really focus on their academic achievement. And then also we offer academic counseling, which is not advising, but we work with academic advisors in um, the College of Letters and Science, for example, uh, to help students to navigate the policies um, and also to um, just to succeed academically.
0: And this next question goes out to the both of you. How did you choose to get involved with this center
1: on
2: campus? As an international student, it was like, I wouldn't say a shop, but I didn't expect that there wouldn't be that many black people on campus. Um, So I immediately went through finding like resources on campus where I could see more black people. And that led me to BSU and one day there was an event held by the ADCRC in collaboration with PSU, and it I saw how much fun it was and all the great things that they provided for all of us. Um, and they just happened to be one of the coordinator, the peer mentors was graduating the next year, so there was a position open, and I just started chatting with them about the experience in the job and, um, why they wanted to do this, and that really inspired me to want to do the same thing because I wanted to connect with more black people on campus and just make us feel less alone because you don't see as many black people in class, in passing, um, in any places. So I just wanted to be um, a little face <laughs> to show people that they're not alone and give them services and resources on campus that. I never knew about
1: until I started the job. Tara, what about you? So, I have a long history with UCSB. Uh, I was in the class of, well, I started in 1998. I lived on the Black Scholars Hall, and EOP was very critical to my success as a student. You know, I learned about the ASEOP grant that helped me to get my first pair of glasses when, you know, I was. Um, a low-income student, first-generation myself, um, and I had a terrific tenure at UCSB. I participated in study abroad. I was an RA for two years. I worked like as a writing tutor in CLAS, uh, a security person in the library. You know, I did a writing proctoring and um, test proctoring and note-taking for the disabled students services. Um, and so I had a really rich experience. I got to participate in undergraduate research through the Academic Research Consortium. I got a grant um, through ERCA, the Undergraduate um, Research and Creative Activities, to pursue independent research through my senior thesis in Black Studies. And um, I, I struggled initially as an undergraduate, but I found my way um, and it allowed me to be very successful as an undergraduate, and I graduated with honors and distinction in my major. I double majored in Black Studies and Sociology. And so this institution really gave me a foundation through the paraprofessional development opportunities that people like Cabo and Cian, um have in their roles as peer mentors to learn how to help people And that actually put me on a career path of learning to be a professional helper in different spheres. So um, I went and then later pursued a PhD in depth psychology. And so my um, specialization is in community liberation and eco-psychologies. So I'm finishing my PhD currently. Um, But then the most opportune thing occurred, I got um, word that this position opened up. And when I was an EOP counselor um, more than um, 15 years ago, um, I always wanted to coordinate the African Diaspora Cultural Resource Center. And so within the last year, I've been here for exactly one year this month, um, this position opened and I really love it because it allowed me to do all of the things that I love as an educator, as um, a psychologist, Um, who works with communities and in culture um, to develop uh, not just black students, but to work with that community particularly and then generally through my role as an EOP Academic Achievement Counselor with all Galchos, uh, particularly first-generation and income-eligible students. So It's just really been a beautiful experience to come back to my alma mater and help students to have the same kinds of opportunities that I was able to have through um, being developed as an undergraduate gaucho.
0: You'll hear more of my conversation with Tara and Cabo coming up. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Rios with KCSB News. And to remind you, we are live tonight for KCSB's Fun Drive. We only do this once a year for 10 days. So it's your opportunity to show your support for this show, Inside Isla Vista, KCSB News, and your other favorite KCSB programmers and programs. So far today, we've raised at least $750 in donations today for Inside Isla Vista specifically, which is just amazing. So feel free to call 805-893-2424. Again, that's 805-893-2424. 2424, where you will reach Shreya and Shirley, your suggested donation of $50 or more, or $25 for students, will qualify you to pick up a nice thank you gift, uh, from concert tickets to KCSV-branded caps, hoodies, and t-shirts. Call in now to 805-893-2424, and you can pledge your support or go online to kcsb.org/ donate. Also, stay tuned for the end where you will get the chance to hear from one of our newest reporters at the station. In the second segment of my interview with Tara and Cabo, you'll hear more about the importance of cultural resource centers on campus and learn how you can get involved at the ADCRC. Take a listen. And Tara, why is it important for students to have access to cultural resource centers such as the ADCRC? Uh,
1: You know, having a sense of community having a sense of belonging, um, having a space uh, where you can see representations of your own culture, Mm -hmm. um, having a space where you can gather together um, and create uh, and co-create, also study. So one of the things, one of our seminal uh, uh, recurring programs is the ADC, RC, and Friends Study Jam, Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, co-facilitated by Cabo and Cian Banks our um, newest ADC or C-Pair Mentor, and um, Cabo can really tell you about it,
3: mm-hmm. but,
1: um, you know, the goal of it in general is to really um, create a space where people don't just come and study independently, mm-hmm. but where they get the opportunity to connect with each other and build their knowledge base and support base together. Um, and so there's a quality of um, academic accompaniment that um, we foster through those kinds of events. Um, and it really helps students um, to feel uh, supported, not just by professionals who were hired to, but by each other.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and since EOP's main mission is academic retention and uh, matriculation, Um, having a reoccurring program like the study jam is one way to fulfill one of those tasks Mm. and it's just a space where um, we reach out to um, all the black orgs on campus and ask them if they would like to co-host the space with us and just share their resources, their culture, their background, their music, their tastes themselves Mm -hmm. with other students so the students can be more knowledgeable about um, what they do on campus and how they can help them on campus and just grow that network with all these various orgs on campus Mm -hmm. that do a lot of different things.
0: Uh, For my next question, February is recognized as Black History Month. Has the center put on any events to celebrate this? And if you have, can you share any details about that? Sure. So do you want to tell them about our last night event?
2: Um, Yesterday we had um, an event um, and it's black and gold. It's just a quick workshop on the little tips and tricks that are hidden within gold and how you can maximize gold to make your academic life more easier and more efficient um, through all the little various um, tasks like scheduling or um, progress checks. There's just a lot of little details hidden in gold that um, if you're not curious about it, students won't really know about, which is why we had the workshop yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, And following that workshop, um, since it's past time, time time, (laughs) um, students could get the schedules looked at and make sure that they're on track and there's nothing that could go wrong Mm -hmm. if anything was to go wrong.
1: Mm -hmm. So we we keep the academic programs coming Mm -hmm. because we realize that um, a part of Black History Month is celebrating and promoting Black um, students' achievements. Uh, But we also um, host cultural programs. And so recently we, um, in honor of Black History Month, we collaborated with a student org by the name of LEAD, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a a diversity in law um, organization. And so we uh, provided support to them in helping students to learn how to access opportunities in legal professions.
0: Does the center still award the Allison Jackson Memorial Scholarship? Uh,
1: yes. We okay. actually awarded um, two scholarships this year.
0: Can you share a little bit more about what that process looks like and who's eligible for it?
1: So Allison Jackson Memorial Scholarship um, is a scholarship that was set up by the family mm-hmm. of uh, a black student, a black EOP student by the name of Allison Jackson, who um, died while she was still in the Summer Transition Enrichment Program, um, a summer bridge program that EOP provides to its members. And um, so Allison's father actually um, started that fund and it's awarded each year to um, eligible students um, with priority being given to students from uh, the community where Allison was from, Mm. uh, Pasadena or Altadena, Mm. California, Um, and so, yeah, we encourage students from that area um, to apply, Mm. and um, at the end, the decision is made by the Jackson family Mm. uh, based on the narratives of students um, who demonstrate both need and um, also have Articulate how they have overcome hardship.
0: Mm. As a UCSB alumna, what changes have you seen in regard to resources and opportunities for black students compared to your time in undergrad to right now?
1: Well, when I was an undergrad, the ADCRC did not exist as its own space, um, and so the creation of the Student Resource Building, I think, was one major step towards. Uh, providing adequate spaces for students of all cultures, mm-hmm. uh, to have the cultural spaces they need, and then also to be in proximity to the services mm-hmm. that are most essential for students' success. Um, and then uh, more recently, uh, through s- many, many years of, and many generations of Black students advocacy for Um, themselves uh, we have seen the creation of the Office of Black Student
0: Development Uh, since the North Hall takeover of 1968 black students at UCSB have been calling for an ethnic or black studies program and the university did create a black studies program but in your opinion how is the university doing as far as serving and providing opportunities for students of color
1: well, I was a beneficiary of that Black Studies program. You know, I got my degree in Black Studies. Uh, I had the privilege of being um, mentored and developed by many of um, of the Black Studies faculty who I respect and owe so much to my own development as a scholar and as a scholar who's committed to serving um, students. Um, because the beautiful thing about the Black Studies Department is that you know, people might assume that the majority of Black student, black Studies majors are Black, mm-hmm. and that is by no means true. And so it's really, uh, they've really been committed to the discipline, the interdisciplinary discipline of Black Studies, but also increasing awareness about issues pertaining to the African diaspora, to anyone who mm-hmm. uh, qualifies for admittance into that major according to their GPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, And so um, I think that there are so many gains that have been made since the North Hall takeover. Mm -hmm. um, And at the same time, there's always more that can be done.
0: And are there any ADCRC projects or events that are currently in the works that you might be able to share some details about? We are embarking on several collaborations. (laughs) um, Some,
1: most I really am not in a place to share. Mm -hmm at this um, early time, but you know, we're working on um, really ensuring that the center lives up to its name Mm. of reflecting the African diasporic cultures of UCSB. So really trying to shift the narrative of a monolithic uh, racialized black community to really um, allowing um, the opportunity for students who are black students who have different ethnic and cultural backgrounds Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to see more of themselves in that center
0: Mm -hmm. uh i'd like to address this final question to you both but maybe cabo you'd like to go first is there any advice you can offer students who are interested in getting more involved at the adcrc
2: um come to any of our events um all the crcs offer various different events um, and none of them would ever stop anyone from trying to join. Um, Our job is to share our resources and share our cultures and just make everyone aware of the different things in each culture, the little similarities, the differences, um, how you can use your culture in your everyday life, um, ways to celebrate yourself. um, And secondly, make an appointment with either any peer mentor or any of the academic achievement counselors You will not go wrong. Um, It's just an hour of your 30 minutes, an hour, depends. Uh, (laughs) um, But it's at most 30 minutes of your life, just learning about something that you never knew. And who knows, maybe it could help you and um, change the trajectory of your life. Or maybe it's just a new piece of information that you can share with your friends. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think that it will be a waste of your time.
0: Would you like to add on, Tara?
1: Sure. Um, You know, our space is very, very much utilized. Um, And if anything, you know, I think that students who already have connections may feel more comfortable, whereas students who feel less connected to a peer group or who are less familiar with the campus or the services or people who are shyer or maybe those experiencing various degrees of um, social anxiety or social alienation may be less inclined uh, to come, but we really, and that's why we put so much effort into outreaching Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily do it in a huge systematic way. It's each one greet one and Mm -hmm. each one teach one. And so the mentors play such a critical role in reaching out to students who feel less connected and letting them know that this space is available and that they're welcome to um to come and get connected and you know we literally say hi to students when we see them on campus we pass out business cards um, because we realize that um, as they say, a house is not a home. Well, a center isn't necessarily a community space until you make that personal contact with people. Um, if they feel connected to people, then they're more likely to con- connect to the space uh, where the people gather. So, you know, um, it's not a space that is exclusive to one racial mm-hmm. or cultural group of students. Um, and so all people are welcome in the ADCRC uh, because this space is not just um, for black students. We have a responsibility of educating the entire campus mm-hmm. on the African diasporic cultures mm-hmm. um, in and beyond this institution. Um, and so we just want to people to know in the spirit of Ubuntu, which is a South African Zulu term that symbolizes I am because you are, or in some interpretations um, it speaks to representing the the common um, ancestry of all peoples on planet Earth, that we're one species and that we're interdependent and we need each other. And so um, we do what everything that we can to ensure that anyone who's in the ADCRC, Um, feels welcome and supported um, in that space and through our services.
0: You've been listening to Inside IV, presented by KCSB News. Thanks for listening and for considering a donation during our fund drive. Remember, you can call 805-893-2424. Again, that's 805-893-2424 or visit kcsb.org/donate to make your donation. Today I'm joined by a special guest in the studio.
4: Hi, everyone. My name is Dominic Padero, and I just started reporting for KCSB just this quarter. And I'm still pretty new, but the KCSB news team has been super welcoming and helpful in guiding me through the entire process of like finding stories and getting them ready to air. You'll definitely be hearing more from me very soon, so be sure to keep tuning in and support KCSB any way you can.
0: So, Dominic, do you want to maybe share about uh, the two stories that you've done with KCSB so far?
4: yes um the two stories that i have lined up uh hopefully coming this week or the following are on the youth opioid and fentanyl epidemic epidemic in uh, um, santa barbara county as well as like the entire world um, as well as the the student enrollment for this past winter quarter or this current winter quarter um, and hitting a new record in terms of enrollment and what that means for the city
0: and what made you want to get involved with KCSB News?
4: So I actually found out about KCSB and more specifically Social 91 which is a class in which students are able to contribute to KCSB News. And I found out about that from the newsletter that KCSB puts out weekly. And I'm really thankful that I did find that and I checked my email because um, I really like it here. And this, this place is really welcoming.
0: This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Rios. Our theme music is Siesta by Jazar. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.
3: is Joyce Chi, and I'm with KCSB's news department. I joined KCSB last fall in my first year. By the time I graduate, KCSB will have been a part of almost a quarter of my life, and after I graduate, KCSB will, in a way, be there with me for all of life's other milestones. As an almost 20-something, I'm at that familiar point in my life where I don't quite know what to do with it, but no matter where I end up, whether that be in writing, science, medicine, or flying around the world in a hot air balloon, I'll have KCSB to thank. Being a part of KCSB has endowed me with a certain courage and confidence that I never would have found in a lecture hall or laboratory. I've only been here for a little over a year, but I'm not the same person I was two Octobers ago. In that time, KCSB has given me the gentle push I needed to dive in the deep end of the creative pool. KCSB has improved my writing, editing, and research skills But aside from all these hard skills you put on LinkedIn, I'm now a better communicator, listener, collaborator, and empathizer. Joining KCSB was like being in a restless ocean on a foggy night, only to find a lighthouse that said, You're here. You're home. By donating to KCSB, you're not only supporting people-powered storytelling, but you're also playing an active part in the development of better thinkers and better people. In other words, you're keeping that beacon of light on. Thank you in advance for your generosity and kindness, and thanks for listening to KCSB.